Well, it's almost game day on Rocky Top. The home opener with Austin P. That is tomorrow. And how many points should Tennessee win by? That and a whole lot more. Your official preview for Tennessee's home opener. It happens right now on Locked On Balls. You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the weekend, almost, and we're going to get that started, your tailgate started, right here on Lockdown Balls. I'm Eric Kane. Appreciate you guys uh, for being here. Hashtag everydayers, every damn day. Couldn't do it without you. Uh, we're a part of the Lockdown Ball, uh, Podcast Network. That is your team every single day, and uh, Lockdown Ball is your first listen every single day. I appreciate you guys watching, subscribing on the YouTube channel for subscribing and listening wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this episode is brought to you in part by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Got a fun show coming up. What did Josh Heupel say uh, throughout the week in preparation for Austin P? My keys of the game, Kaner keys in segment two, and finally, who is Austin P? We haven't really gone over personnel much this week because hey, it is what it is. But I'll tell you everything, everybody that you need to know about Austin P. That is coming up later in the show. So uh, I wanted to play some clips from Josh Heupel. And, you know, we get to hear Josh Heupel on Monday and we played some of those clips. We get to hear him on Thursday. And, and guys, he's just never really that good. Again, a reminder, two weeks ago we talked for four and a half minutes. Uh, but he was on vol calls, uh, Calhoun on, Calhoun's on the River. And uh, he actually was pretty candid with some things. And so I went ahead and pulled that audio yesterday. Of course, it was Wednesday night, you know, 9, 9.30 when he was on the radio or, or 8, 8.30, whatever time it was. And uh, I didn't have it on yesterday's show because it was kind of late at night. But I wanted to go ahead and pull some some clips here. And um, a lot of it had to do with injury, and he was he was pretty truthful about it. What we do know is since he's going to be without linebacker Keenan Peely for a little bit, we talked about that on yesterday's show. And uh, Josh Heupel was asked about Keenan Peely, and here's kind of what he had to say. Yeah, we, we hate it for Keenan, hate it for us too, but most of all for, for Keenan. Um, another guy that comes in the transfer portal. As a player, um, he's better than I anticipated. Uh, continued to, to grow in just his football movement. Uh, he's extremely smart and bright. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. But became a great team leader too. Um, you know, he's really mature. Uh, he came in and worked for it and then uh, grew to have a voice. And, and uh, no, I hate that for us uh, on the defensive side of the football. Um, anticipate, you know, as we go over the next couple of weeks, we'll kind of figure out what the timeline is for him. Uh, hopefully we're able to get him back here in, in the you know middle part of the season. But uh, uh, someone that uh, you just hate it for. Just, uh, you know, he was excited. He wanted to play inside of that stadium. Sure. He wanted to go through ball walk and, and – uh, you hate that uh, he's not going to have the opportunity here for a couple of weeks to, to not be on the field with us. I think something important to note from there was here in a couple of weeks, we're going to evaluate the timeline. So, you know, he sure he could be out for two, three weeks, whatever the case is, but it sounds like he's going to be out much longer than that. And Josh Hopper doesn't believe it's going to be season ending, but I think the key thing to remember there is here in a couple of weeks, we'll make a plan here in a couple of weeks. We'll kind of decide what that timeline is. And so, um, it just sucks. Again, we talked about it on yesterday's show. I hate that for Keenan Peely. I do because he legit looked like an NFL guy out there. I was talking with a buddy earlier this week, and he was like, man, Keenan Peely looked like an NFL backer out there. I don't know if he's good enough, but he looked like one on Saturday against Virginia. And I agree, man. 240-plus, run around there making plays, have the game ball. It just stinks. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how quickly he can come back. A guy that's 
pretty much sounds like he's going to be back for Florida is center Cooper Mays. He's going to be rolled out officially for this game tomorrow. Cooper Mays will not play. Josh Heupel said that, but he was also pretty candid in saying, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to make sure he's ready for Florida. Here's what Josh Heupel said when asked about Cooper Mays on ball calls this week. Yeah, Coop, um, he's been with us on the field. Uh, we will not play him uh, in this one, um, and uh, that's just in, in preparation for uh, – for the following week, make sure that uh, he's 100%. Again, Josh Heupel never is that in-depth with us, okay? He pretty much just said, we're going to make sure he's ready to go 100% for Florida. We're, he, you know, He's not going to play this week, but he's been out there. He's been practicing a little bit. He's been on the grass, off to the side. Um, so that was good. And when you're going down to the swamp and, and you need all your best players readily and available, having Cooper Mays back, albeit he'll be out of shape, albeit he'll be trying to work to get back into playing shape and all that type of stuff, and having your guy out there to lead that offense, because, again, the tempo always starts at the center, uh, that will be huge. So, obviously, we'll keep tabs on Cooper Mays. Not going to play this week. Uh, of course, Elijah Simmons not going to play this week. Now, Keenan Peely's not going to play this week. But Cooper Mays not going to play this week, but it sounds like he is well on the on the way uh, to playing coming up on um, coming up in the uh, in the swamp. So that's about some injuries that Josh Hopple was pretty candid about on ball calls, which was, of course, really, really, uh, you know, good to hear. But you know, what, what are some areas that Tennessee can get better? And you know, we talk about on the show special teams for sure, no offensive lulls, all that type of stuff. What does Josh Hopple say uh, when asked that question at ball calls? How Tennessee can get better? Again, this is going to be ten- he won't say this, but it's going to be Tennessee versus Tennessee. It's going to be a lot of a hey, you know we're we're playing ourselves this week. How does Josh Hopple answer that? This was on ball calls the other night. Man, there's uh, there's not one area, man. Like um, you know, offensive line, we can be a little bit better in in, uh, in finishing some of our blocks on, on our double teams as we combo up to, to linebackers. Uh, there's some things at the wideout position that we got to clean up. Um, could be alignments. Could be how we're recognizing coverage. Um, Joe can make smarter decisions uh, at times when it's not right and, and get to a check down. Um, you know, defensively, structure-wise, there's still some gap integrity stuff that we got to clean up on a couple of their big runs. There's some things in their pass coverage that we can, t- can continue to clean up. At this point in the season, coaches find a lot of things at every position group that they got to continue to get better at. Well, yeah, it's, it's the beginning of the season. Again, it's never going to be – it will never be a finished product. There will never, ever be a perfect football team out there uh, for as long as this game is in existence. Nothing is ever perfect <laughs> um, in, in this game. The only thing that was perfection, you know, in my belief, is, you know, when Jesus Christ uh, you know, was on this earth. Um, again, that's sidebar, not getting religious here. But uh, that my, my point is there will never be a perfect football game. Um, and so – but you need to make some big time adjustments. You need to make some big time leaps from week one to week two, week two to week three, especially early in the football season. So a good opportunity here this week with all speed coming to town because it's nothing but a glorified scrimmage. Uh, something I'm going to be looking forward to, and I'll talk about it here in a moment in segment two when I give you my canner keys. But Josh Heibel has asked about this at Vol Calls as well. The front four. Boy, did it get after Virginia. Would love to see that happen again this week against Austin P. Uh, the front four is where it starts for me. Uh, they were playing vertical. They were playing on the edges. I showed uh, the team a clip on Monday in our, our team meeting. You know, there's one clip. They're running outside zone. We got four defenders that are four yards back with the guy that's blocking them um, after two steps. Uh, they just played relentless. They played with energy, but they played with great technique too. And 
Um, you could see that with all of the guys that played. We, we played a bunch of guys, and, and <clears throat> most of them had between 20 and 30 snaps. And, um, you know, I thought then outside of the run game, they affected the quarterback in the pass game too, and, and everybody sees the stats, the tackles for loss and the, and the sacks. Uh, but I thought our second and third levels did a really good job in the run game too, uh, fitting everything up, tackling well in space for the most part. And, and uh, I thought our pass defense was solid. Um, we uh, we played with good technique on, on the perimeter, and then obviously we just got after the quarterback too. Josh Heupel on his defense, Josh Heupel on his front four, and I'm expecting a field day uh, for that Tennessee defensive line, just very much like it was you know, last week against Virginia. So uh, that's kind of what I'm expecting, and we'll see exactly, uh, you know, what transpires in that regard. Hey, when we come back, uh, my keys to the game. Again, glorified scrimmage, but what do I want to see from Tennessee tomorrow against Austin P? That and a whole lot more. That's coming up next right here on Locked on Vols. Uh, I want to see about our friends over at Nutrafol, okay? You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole-body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men, tired of weakening or thinning hair? Do you want to reach your full hair potential? Leading hair growth supplement Nutrafol helps improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage uh, throughout the process. Nutrafol is number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better health coverage throughout your whole hair wellness check. Take the first step in visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Find out why 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men then enter that promo code locked on college that's neutrafol.com slash men promo code locked on college all right good friday morning welcome back into it segment number two of a friday locked on balls college football season it is here right now and this year locked on's kicking up our coverage with locked on college football kickoff live each friday so coming up later this morning from 11 a.m to 1 p.m eastern time every locked on youtube channel is going to house locked on college a kickoff live. The Lockdown uh, Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications. The conference rivalry games go in depth only with Locked On host uh, can in each specific market. Again, that's 11 to 1 Eastern, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be on every single Locked On College YouTube channel, so you don't want to miss it. And uh, we'll see if I have another appearance coming up later this morning. Okay, guys, what are my canner keys of the game? It's a scrimmage. It is a glorified scrimmage. That's all it is. Uh, it's Tennessee versus Austin P. There's not a whole lot to say about this one. So I want to see a lot of the same. I want to see a lot of what Tennessee did against Virginia last week. And I want to see Tennessee do it and do it more against Austin P. Um, first little bullet point I have is Nico. Nico. <laughs> because of the chant last week. Now, again, hear me, guys. Joe Milton's starting quarterback. Joe Milton's QB1. Joe Milton's face the franchise. All right. But it's important for Nico to get some work in this week. It's important for Nico to get a lot of work in this week. I mean, he needs to get at least, at least two quarters of work, in my opinion. There should be no reason for Joe Milton to come out and play the second half. 
There should be absolutely no reason for that to happen. Tennessee should be up 30 points by halftime. Again, I, I some of you guys have wrote me messages and everything, and I hear you. I understand the basic principles of football. Never, you know, never um, talk down about an opponent. Uh, you know, never, never think that they, you know, are, are not a worthy opponent. All this type of stuff. But guys, this is a payday. This is not a good football team. This is Tennessee versus Austin P. Tennessee should literally win by 50 points. I mean, that line when it comes out Saturday morning is going to be 50 points. Uh, so, again, um, I understand where you're coming from, but not this week. Tennessee should absolutely pummel Austin P. So, it, it's just by how much and how much should these guys get some work in. So, uh, there should be no excuse, no reason for jo uh, Joe Milton to play in the second half. Nico needs that entire second half, and I'm all for getting some young guys who practice every single day an opportunity to play in the football games, but really, you need some growth and development time from Nico, so he needs to get five, six, seven series, to be completely honest with you. So that's what I'm looking for, number one. Number two, I want that D-line to dominate again. You heard Josh Hopple talk about it when I played that clip in segment number one. I want that defensive line to dominate. I want that defensive line to own the offensive line. I want James Pierce to live on the other side of the line of scrimmage. I want Roman Harrison to get home. I want a sack from an interior defensive lineman not named Tyler Barron in the Rabbits package. Can Omar Norman Law get back there? Can Amori Thomas get back there? Uh, can, you know, maybe David Hobbs, who got 20-some-odd snaps the other day, can he get back there? Would be great to see. I want the defensive line to dominate. You flip over to the offense, or go back to the offense, I guess. I want to see the wide receivers and Joe Milton in sync. Very clearly not in sync, uh, especially in, in the in the first half um, against Virginia. And that's okay. It's week number one. It's game number one. That is okay. Um, you need to see Dante Thornton getting involved. You need to see Dante Thornton trying to make some plays um, because he was not in sync with Joe Milton in game number one. Don't need to see another drop from Ramel Keaton. I mean, we know that. We're not going to you know, continue to harp on that. It just That just doesn't need to happen. Um, what will Austin P play? Are they going to play a light box and say, don't throw it over the head? If so, could be another squirrel white game. If they load up the box and say, hey, we're going to stop the run, um, you know, it could be a, we're going to throw it over the top. And to be completely honest with you, it doesn't matter what Austin P plays. Tennessee should dictate what Tennessee wants to do in this game. Again, because you are just faster, you are stronger, and you are a better athlete than that of Austin P. Um, it just is what it is in these FBS, FCS beginning of the season matchups. Um, it just is what it is. And so every team has them. But like if Tennessee, if they're if they're playing just a light box, Austin P, and they're saying don't throw it over our heads, Tennessee should be able to run faster than those defensive backs, and it shouldn't matter. So let's see what happens. Let's see if they can get the wide receivers in sync. Let's see if they can get Dante Thornton involved early on. And let's see what this offense can look like. And then finally, I want to see obviously cleaner special teams, but I want to see a I want to see a special teams touchdown. Now, are they going to kick the D Williams? If I were Austin P, I would not kick the D Williams, but they're going to punt an awful lot. Okay, what can D Williams do in the return game? Um, what is he capable of doing? We know what he's capable of doing, but can he can he get a house call? Um, I would love to I would love to find out. Um, also, he, he's back deep on kick returns. You know, can he maybe potentially be a guy that takes one to the house? D. Williams is one of the best returners in all the country in junior college a couple years ago. Like, he returned seven kicks throughout his junior college career for touchdowns or had seven return touchdowns, whether it be punt or kickoff returns. He's a good player. I would love to see a special teams touchdown. I don't think Jackson Ross is going to get many opportunities, which kind of sucks because I don't anticipate Tennessee's offense punting an awful lot. Doesn't matter what offense is in there. I'm just not anticipating that. 
So would love to see Jackson Ross clean some things up, but I just don't know if he's going to have that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'll, obviously I want to see some clean, some very, very clean special teams. Uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, again, it's it's we're, it's Friday. We're just regurgitating this information. There's not a whole lot to add. It, it's it's Tennessee. It's Austin P. It's Tennessee versus Tennessee. Um, you want to clean some things up. You want to put on a great a, a great show for the home crowd at Neyland Stadium, game number one. You're paying. Uh, you're you're honoring Connors Holloway, which is awesome. Fifty one years to the day that he became the first black starting quarterback in the SEC right here at Tennessee. And so that's that's fun. You're going to have fun uniforms. You're going to have fun jerseys. And uh, so I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that. And um, we'll see exactly what happens. So that is what I'm looking forward to. What are you looking forward to? What are you looking forward to uh, seeing in this football game? Let me know at underscore Kaner and at Lockdown Balls. Hey, when we come back, who is Austin P? I mean, seriously, it's kind of a silly question, but who is Austin P? We haven't really talked about Austin P personnel, but we will on the other side right here on Lockdown Vols. Hey, uh, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is fast and an easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for all the fun that you are going to have. On that app, the Game Time app, flash deals and last-minute tickets made available. Easy to buy, easy to find, and uh, it's for every single event in your area, not just sports. They show you images of your seats before you purchase so you truly get a picture, literally, of what you're paying for. Plus, they got protection for you, lowest price guarantee, cancellation protection, even job loss protection for you. That's that's not bad right there. I encourage you to go in and download the Game Time app, create an account, use that promo code Locked On College, and when you do that, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, encourage you to create an account, redeem code Locked On College, and you're get, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Final segment left of this week's Lockdown Vols. We're going to take a look at Austin P and tell you who exactly are the governors. Uh, of course, this game is going to be streamed. If you're listening right now, it's not going to be on the SEC Network. It's not going to be on ESPN. It's going to be on the SEC Network Plus and ESPN Plus, meaning you have to have a subscription. Uh, a couple years ago, the SEC p- uh, passed that, uh, not law, but passed that rule that says one game a year has to be streamed, trying to encourage, you know, cord cutting and streaming and all that because that's that's kind of where we are as a society right and uh, that's this game this year so five o'clock eastern time sec network plus espn plus uh, that's what time the game is going to be head coach scotty walden this will be his third season last year uh, also be finished second in the atlantic sun they had a seven and four record they had the best defense in the conference easily the best defense uh, they allowed 27 22.7 points per game and allowed only 317 yards of total offense a game Led the conference by a, a large margin. Offensively, they weren't bad. They were top four, 31 points per game. They were a really good run team, 189 yards rushing a game. Um, but, you know, with where we are in, in, in college athletics, boy, the transfer portal got them, and it got them in the, in the worst way. Uh, number one receiver, number two receiver, number three receiver, all transfer. That number one receiver, Dre McCray, 76 receptions, 1,021 yards, and nine touchdowns. He's gone. 
transfer to Texas Tech. That is a huge, huge loss. James Burns, a second leading receiver, had six touchdowns. He actually transferred to UConn, so Tennessee will see him <laughs> at some point this year, no matter what. And the third leading receiver, or one of their uh, lower level receivers that left, is is Kellen Stewart. So receivers gone. Two All Conference defensive tackles: Demetrius Ford, Shamori uh, Simmons. Both those guys transferred to Arizona State. Uh, leading tackler Antoine Williams transferred to Western Carolina. Joseph Rudolph, second leading tackler, linebacker, transferred to Indiana. So if you are an FCS program and you have any semblance of success, you are going to get picked apart in the transfer portal. And it stinks, man. I mean, I hate it. I hate that aspect of the transfer portal because, I mean, these guys just get just get wiped clean. And it's unfortunate. It's not fair. Um, but it just is what it is. So if you... If you want the opportunity to go pick, you know, the best of the batch, you got to move up to to power five and division one and, and not be stuck in the FCS level because that's gonna happen as long as the transfer portal is the thing. Uh, what about the personnel? Well, offensively, that's not great. You've got Mike uh Delio, who's the quarterback. He's a six-year quarterback. He spent his first two years at Florida Tech, two years at MTSU, and now he's in the second year at Austin P. In 2022, 2,497 yards, 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions against Southern Illinois, where in week one, Austin P lost 49 to 23. We're down 35 to nothing in the in the third quarter. Um, scored all scored all their points in the second half, scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, but again, down 35 to nothing in the third quarter at one point. The quarterback, Mike De- Delelio, was 20 of 34, 214 yards, two touchdowns. And two interceptions. Good run game, okay? Not in week one, but uh, t- now that's uh, Tennessee. Awesome P, who averaged 189 yards on the ground a game last year. CJ Evans and J- Javon Jackson, both those guys return, but they combined for 15 carries, 56 yards, and a touchdown in week one. So the run game really just wasn't there. Uh, mentioned the wide receivers, a bunch of guys that left and um, decided to go elsewhere. Not a great receiving day uh, in week one, but Cam Thomas was the leading receiver for Austin P. He had five receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. He had Kenny Odom. Um, Kenny Odom had four receptions, 66 yards, and a touchdown. And the leading receiver that was on Austin's P last year that stayed while everybody else left, Trey Goodwin, he had three receptions, but he, had, he also had four touchdowns a season ago. And again, he was the leading receiver coming back after everybody left. <clears throat> excuse me, via the transfer portal. So uh, not a whole lot of firepower offensively. Uh, in week one, the offensive line gave up four sacks. It averaged 1.7 yards per carry. Expect Tennessee to get more than four sacks on Saturday. And uh, I'll be intrigued to see if Tennessee can limit Austin P to less than 1.7 yards per carry because that's already very, very challenging to do. Uh, defensively, again, you give up 49 points. You were down 35 nothing at one point in the second half. Not a whole lot of defense to kind of hang your hat on if you're awesome P in week one. I mentioned everybody that left via the transfer portal. They did attack the portal, this being awesome P, in a big way, trying to replenish the personnel that was lost. Uh, Miles Richardson from Wofford, he was a safety coming over to awesome P via the transfer portal. A couple of linebackers, Christian see here christian lewis from albany and tyler long from norfolk state uh, a couple of all-conference linebackers who came over you know from their previous stops a defensive back michael rutland jr from princeton was an all-conference and all ivy league player uh, he's coming over to 
join the the ranks at awesome p this year uh but you know really in a game that was not good it was nobody really making any plays you had a couple double digit tackle getters but that's only because you played a lot of defensive snaps linebacker tyler long one of the new guys over from norfolk state he had 16 tackles uh, a tfl sam holland a linebacker he had 10 tackles hosa kithley also another linebacker he had nine tackles so personnel's not good um it just kind of is what it is, and Tennessee should have its way with Austin P. But the story of the day is going to be the home opener at Neyland Stadium. The story of the day is going to be Condors Holloway. The story of the day is going to be, um, you know, jerseys. All that before you actually talk or think about the actual game, because it's just kind of one of those weeks. So Tennessee, get in there, get clean, stay healthy, uh, look good doing it, and then all the focus about the Florida Gators coming up the next week in the swamp guys i appreciate you as always for tuning in uh being here on locked on balls the show is nothing without you so i want to thank you for that so very much um i'll do my best to try to get something out there either super late saturday night or maybe sunday at some point in time that way you don't have to wait till monday um i will do my best to do that and uh just get this one behind us get everybody healthy and uh boy boy the next week's gonna be a fun one tennessee florida in the swamp it's going to be a huge, huge week. It's going to be a big game for Tennessee. But first, it's Austin P in the home opener. And we'll recap it all right here on Lockdown Ball. Stay safe. Enjoy the weekend, everybody.